welcome to the Freelancing Marketplace Podcast, your freelancing guide to leverage your brand online remotely. And now, here is your host, Grace Luxin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Freelancing Marketplace Podcast. My name is Grace Luxin. I am the CEO and owner of Surge Digital Agency. This show is for freelancers, marketers, and business owners who would like to leverage their online presence through freelancing. I am so happy that we are finally here. We are on episode eight. And what excites me in today's episode is we will be discussing freelancing skills that beginners can start with when it comes to venturing into freelancing. I'm going to be sharing freelancing skills that you can start with as a newbie. And I will also discuss what are the types of tasks under each skill. Later down the show, I will also share my freelancing tip of the week and some key takeaways. Just like I mentioned earlier, I am so excited to be finally here in episode 8 and discussing freelancing skills for beginners because what we have done so far in the last few episodes are building the momentum in order for you to really start properly. So in the past, we have been talking about how I turned to a business owner from scratch from freelancing, the benefits of freelancing, how to get started when it comes to your setup and understanding a few words, transitioning into the work from home setup, even evaluating the importance of free freelancing courses and paid freelancing courses and understanding freelancing niches in different categories. If you haven't checked the last few episodes, please go ahead and check it out. I'm sure that you're going to love each of the episodes as it's going to help you understand the broad and the specific world of freelancing and effectively start when you want to venture into freelancing. So for this series, the Getting Started with Freelancing, this is really dedicated to a lot of our freelancers or those who would like to consider working from home. After 15 episodes, we are going to transition into marketing. So we will be discussing some marketing tips, some advertising tips. And then afterwards, we will also have a series dedicated to business owners on how they can leverage using freelancers around the world. So let's go ahead and discuss our topic for this episode, the freelancing skills for beginners. I actually searched the keywords, simple work from home jobs and freelancing jobs with little or no experience in Google. And to my surprise, the freelancing skills that were added there or were highlighted or were given as an example were not actually simple. They make it a little bit complicated for the newbies to go and launch their career as freelancers. You know, examples are web developers or those in the AI or robotics or web design or or those that are a little bit complicated. So most of those, when we're talking about simple or with little or no experience, are actually needing some online training and a little bit of experience to venture into the online world. But what we're going to talk about when it comes to the freelancing for beginners here are really for beginners. What I listed when it comes to the skills that you can start with and the tasks that you can do under the following skills are something that may allow you to get started as a freelancer without training or even without any experience. 
maybe the ones that are very much needed in the following are your resourcefulness, your patience, and hard work because it needs a lot of research and it needs a lot of figuring out. So yes, you can go into the easier route or the shorter route of just taking online courses and learning what the skills are and how it's being done. Or you can do the free resources. You just need to be proactive to be resourceful. And of course, you need to have a lot of patience and hard work. Going back to our topic on the freelancing skills for beginners, allow me to share with you 10 freelancing skills that you can start with as a freelancer with little or no experience or no training at all. Number one is virtual assistants. A virtual assistant is generally self-employed and provides professional administrative tasks or assistance to clients remotely from home or from anywhere around the world with access to computer and internet. A virtual assistant can also be called remote worker, online jobs worker, online freelancer, virtual professional, independent contractor, and the like. When it comes to virtual assistant, the following tasks are usually done. Most of it, you're going to be doing administrative work. So whatever the office works may be, you need to be doing it virtually. So it might be admin work, personal tasks, content creation, managing finances, social media management, maybe a little bit, research, customer service, email management. Usually it's managing tasks, managing emails, managing calendars. And if you have a little experience or may not even have experience, but you're just on top of things, you know, you know how to manage calendars, you know how to respond to emails properly, you can work as a virtual assistant on office or administrative tasks. Now, if you're going to be a virtual assistant that's a little bit more high-end, it's usually called executive assistance. And this time, you're not only doing administrative tasks, you're also doing a lot of assistance for a CEO or for a company. And it usually involves also a lot of technical skills or sales and marketing skills. May even take some online financial skills or human resource because when we're talking about executive assistance, this is anything under the sun that the company or the person that you're assisting for is needing when it comes to your tasks. But if you don't want to go and venture into executive assistance because you don't have the skills right now, you still need training, you can be a virtual assistant focusing on admin work or office work. And these are usually just simple copywriting, data entry, you know, PowerPoint presentation, preparing reports. Basically, what you're doing when it comes to office tasks in an office setting, but doing it virtually this time as a virtual assistant. The second one is called transcriptionist. When you are a transcriptionist, this is very easy, especially if you are very patient as well. When you are transcribing, usually the tasks involve listening to an audio or watching a video and then typing in what the recorded or live audio or video is all about and then transforming it into a text file, converting the audio or the video form into a text format of what they can hear. Like, for example, I'm doing this podcast right now. And if somebody is transcribing this one, you can go ahead and write everything that I said. There are a lot of apps right now that will help 
when it comes to transcribing. So maybe the transcriptionist will just come in and edit a little bit, but it takes a lot of listening skills. It takes also a little bit of proofreading because if there are wrong grammar from the application result or the app result, when the app will generate the transcription, you have to edit it a little bit. So the services can be offered to medical or legal or general transcription industry. Again, this is very simple because all you have to do is just type in what you're hearing or what you're watching from the audio into the Word document or other documents that the client will prefer and then edit it a little bit before sending it. There are also clients that will prefer you to summarize things. So maybe instead of just writing everything from top to bottom, word for word, they will like you to prepare a report, maybe a PowerPoint presentation out of it because they want to upload it in different social media sites that will require slides. There are also others that will use it for subtitles so you have to really write everything the third freelancing skill for beginners that everybody can do when it comes to freelance the third one is editing or proofreading so very simple everybody can do this especially if you are into research or into articles so if you don't like the third one is editing or proofreading. So if you are a freelancer, you will be likely an editor or a proofreader. What you do here is basically find mistakes in a written article and then correct it and make sure that it has the right grammar, it has the right spelling, capitalization, and the like. So if you love words, if you love articles, and right now we have a lot of apps again and softwares that can help you with this. So all you have to do is really read everything that it sounds correct and it's going to be correct as well when it comes to the grammar and and it's going to be correct when it comes to the grammar and the tone. If you are a virtual assistant, if you are a freelancer or a newbie or a beginner who wants to venture into this one, go and search for research. Maybe if you are a freelancer who wants to venture into editing or proofreading, you need to find a market who is... If you are a freelancer who wants to venture into editing or proofreading, you need to find a market that is going to be suited to this need. So maybe the ones that are into medical research or the qualitative or quantitative research, the article the qualitative or quantitative researchers or those that are writing books or maybe even the ones that are writing articles. The fourth one when it comes to freelancing skills that you can consider, especially if you love to write, is writing skills. It can be an article, it can be a blog, it can be preparing reports, it can be copywriting, anything related to writing. A lot of people are willing to pay you $5 to $10 depending on the number of words in an article. Let's just say, for example, you are writing an article with 300 words, you can be paid 5 to $10. If it's 800 words to 1,000 plus words, it can be $10 or more. If you are writing with SEO knowledge in it and it involves a lot of keyword research and a lot of HTML tagging, you can charge up to $100 per article. The fifth one is real easy, and I think everybody knows how to do this. It's called data entry. So data entry is basically typing 
and transferring from one source to the other. So it might be that you are typing in the very words, maybe these are calling cards, and you need to add it into a spreadsheet from a PDF copy or pictures of calling cards. So that's called data entry. Maybe also information from a spreadsheet into a CRM or customer relations management. These are usually software. You need to just move it from this one source to the other source. Maybe even adding in information for a product in e-commerce. Maybe adding in information into a website or maybe even adding information into different documents. So if it's a form of entry, no matter what the data may be, most of it are going to be text data, but it can also be uploading videos or uploading audios or any forms of other content. It's called data entry. So we were able to talk at least five so far. And before I'm going to move forward, here is our freelancing tip of the week. Here is your freelancing tip of the week. For this week's freelancing tip of the week, let's talk about digital discrimination. I don't know if you've heard of this one, but I recently saw this in Instagram and I was really wondering about why is there such a thing? You know, um, they have been talking about this in the article that in the offices, there is a digital discrimination in the older office workers because it's assumed that when they are older, they're not really that modern. So maybe if you're more than 40, around 50, especially when you're 60, you're not anymore digitally inclined. And the issue here is if you are working or applying, you're not given the same opportunity or probably you won't be considered if you are not a digital native. Digital natives are everybody under the millennium, under those that are born with technology. So maybe Generation Z, the millennials, Generation X. So these are usually digital natives. And the ones who are more recent are the ones who are given more priority when it comes to digital jobs. So there is digital discrimination to those that are a little bit older. When I saw the article, I was wondering if this is present in freelancing. And in my experience, maybe I would say that there may be a little bit, but the beauty of freelancing is if you can really prove yourself when it comes to your skills, they will love you. It's going to be skill-based compared to looking at you and your age and what generation are you coming from? Are you a digital native or not? Because if you have the skill and you have the experience, you can carry out with a job in freelancing, you're good to go. So for our freelancing tip of the week, I would highly recommend that when you're older or young, okay, because this also probably is applicable to those that are younger because... Because more and more, especially during the pandemic, we have been observing that there are younger audience in our target market, as young as 10 years old, as young as 8 years old. So these are enrolled by their moms. Before, our youngest is around 15 years old, 16 years old, but now it keeps younger. So if you are too young or too old, you might be discriminated in the digital world. But the beauty with freelancing is if you can carry out the job that's needed by the client with value and it's going to be exemplary, you are going to get that spot. 
I can say this one because in my experience, I was able to teach a 15-year-old homeschooled girl who was enrolled by the mom because, you know, she wanted to have more opportunities for her outside of her homeschooling. And to the mom's surprise, she actually was earning big on a monthly basis because she is really good with writing. And despite her being young and no experience at all, she has been writing for years and the clients loved her that she was earning so much that the mommy enrolled the next month and then afterwards they were both freelancing so the mom was also hired afterwards so it's not about your age it's not about lacking experience the other example is this lady from london who enrolled into our freelancing course and she is 64 years old and what she did was apply the very techniques of the freelancing course into her own agency she opened an agency serving a lot of clients when it comes to digital marketing because that's basically what you're learning in the free freelancing course. And she was able to offer that as a consulting company because she knows how to deliver the job. She knows how to deliver value. And she was able to carry out the tasks needed by her local clients. So in freelancing, there might be a little bit of digital discrimination to whoever is older or younger. But in my own experience, it's really going to matter to your skills and what you can offer on the table. If you're a freelancer, that's going to be so-so. Even if you are a digital native, but you don't add exemplary work on the table, they're not going to hire you. So in freelancing, I am happy that most of the time it's going to be no discrimination at all. We function in a world that's going to be focused on your skill, the value that you can offer. However, this also challenges everybody to always have excellence in our mindset because it's not about the age. It's all about the skill. And of course, yes, you have to add a little bit of work ethics there and being smart as well. So going back into our freelancing skills for beginners, so far we were able to talk about virtual assistants, transcriptionists, editing or proofreading, writing and data entry. The sixth one is call center representative. I added this here because a lot of you guys who are in our freelancing community who are listening to me right now have or have a little or probably have cousins or relatives or friends who are in the call center. And many of you don't actually know that you can bring that very experience into the freelancing world. It may be not in a BPO setting, but yes, in an online world as a freelancer, you can still work as a call center representative. And you can start as a beginner in the freelancing world, but with your experience or little experience in the BPO setting, it's going to give you a lot of competitiveness and opportunity in the freelancing world. The seventh one is online teaching. I included this here in the freelancing skills for beginners because a lot of online teaching companies actually offer training. So all you have to do is maybe have the requirements, make sure that you are on top of what they ask you during the application and they provide training from scratch to success. Even the higher ups, when you're already this, you know, a multi-awarded, you know, and you go from different levels, they actually provide training all throughout. So all you have to to do when you are starting as an online teacher is make sure that you have the right requirements, it's going to be competitive, and the rest will follow because you will be trained. The number eight, nine, and 10 are actually almost the same because you can search them online, sign up, and then afterwards, 
follow the required procedures or send the required documents. And then you can start working in the number eight, which is online surveys. Number nine, online testers. And number 10, search evaluator. When it comes to online surveys, there are actually a lot of researchers out there who would pay you at least $5 per survey. They are wanting to know what you like, the behaviors, what are your trigger points. So, And they can use the very results or the analytics into certain marketing ideas or advertising campaigns. So go and find a lot of online testing sites, sign up, do the required procedures or the requirements. And then afterwards, you can be paid each survey that you're going to answer. And it's the same with online testing as well. You can just sign up, do the required procedures, and then afterwards, Try different products or if they are from the product company or maybe try the website or the application and they're going to pay you each time you're testing and sending them feedback. The last one is a search engine evaluator. So what you're going to do is again, sign up, do the requirements, and then you are going to critic and rate the search results when there are certain terms that are being searched, you know, in a specific, and then you're going to go ahead and send the feedback. So you can go ahead and apply to different companies. Like for example, Google, they're hiring Google writers, and then you need to pass the qualification tests and then afterwards do some tests the whole process. And then after completing the paperwork, you can be paid each time you're going to test their search engines. Very simple, right? You can be paid when it comes to freelancing, may it be per project, may it be per task or per hour. And the beauty of it is the more you would go into more technical skills like digital marketing, social media, SEO, real estate virtual assistance, podcast management and marketing, web design, the more that you will also have opportunities, not just now as a beginner, but somebody who's starting to really leverage your online presence as a freelancing expert. So, so far, we were able to talk freelancing skills for beginners, and these are virtual assistant, transcriptionist, editing or proofreading, writing, data entry, call center representative, online teaching, online surveys, online testing, and search engine evaluator. My key takeaways for this episode is you won't enjoy what you don't know because maybe probably some of you don't know how to start freelancing and these opportunities are just waiting for you. You just don't really know how to get started because you don't know that there are opportunities waiting for you as simple as this. So go and learn. Continue to embrace growth mindset. Don't be stuck in spending your hours in things that will distract you or keep you into being the same person a few years ago. You be a person that's always forward thinker and always embracing growth mindset. So few years down the road, you are going to be achieving time freedom, financial freedom, and grow as a person because Again, you won't be able to enjoy the things that you don't know. So keep learning and keep embracing change. I would like to thank you for being with me in this episode, Freelancing Skills for Beginners. Don't hesitate to connect with us. We are in social media at Surge Digital Agency. Don't forget to check us out, especially on YouTube and Facebook, where we give free tips and guides for you all. If you have anything for me, especially, 
You can check out my personal account. Just go and search for Grace Luxine on Facebook, and I would love to hear from you. I look forward to seeing you guys on our next episode here in the Freelancing Marketplace podcast. God bless and enjoy your day. The Freelancing Marketplace podcast is a production of Surge Digital Agency.